step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform, Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space... And so I think that as I begin to age, I see, oh, things do change. And so then it makes me resonate with this quote even more where it's like, oh, damn, well, what if you are Black? And what if you do start to see some changes? What if I do start to get these wrinkles? Now, Black don't crack doesn't really resonate with me because my Black is cracking. You know what I mean? Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hi, lady. It's Terry here from Cultivating Her Space. Are you tired of working hard for your money? Do you want your business to run smoothly when you're out of office? If you want to learn how to automate your business cash flow and increase your impact and influence, join me for my free workshop at brandwithterry.com. Again, that's brandwithterry.com. My name is spelled T-E-R-R-I. Hope to see you there, lady. Hey, lady. While today's episode is focused mostly on outer standards of beauty, we want to bring your attention to statistics that note Black women are more likely to die from heart disease and breast cancer and the faster aging of our bodies due to the chronic stress we experience at higher rates than other people. Please make sure you are talking with your spiritual, physical, and mental health professionals to address your body's needs. Our quote of the day, Black don't crack. Kimberly Foster says, this conventional wisdom opens up the door for ageism 
and discrimination based on looks under the guise of black empowerment. T. I think this is going to be a really good conversation about. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, let's just do it. Well, let me just say, Don, when I heard this quote, it made me think about my relationship to this idea of Black Don't Crack. And I think that when I was younger, it was something that when I look at the crux of like, where did that come from? And how did it feel to say that? It felt like this Black empowerment sort of idea. Or like, yes, Black people, yes, y'all, like we got this, we are Black don't crack, you know, da, da, da. And I was younger, so I was like feeling it. And, you know, you see beautiful Black women that are older or of a certain age and they're aging gracefully. They still look good. But the older I've gotten now that I've left the 20s club, right, mm-hmm. I am starting to see certain signs. And it's not major. It's not stuff that like people will notice. Like, I don't want people to go to my Instagram and be like, Girl, you still look good. It's not about that. It's about seeing the old images of myself and seeing visible changes, feeling the changes in my body, right? It's a very personal relationship that others may not even see, right? And so I think that as I begin to age, I see, oh, things do change. And so then it makes me resonate with this quote even more where it's like, oh, damn, well, what if you are Black? And what if you do start to see some changes? What if I do start to get these wrinkles? Now, Black don't crack doesn't really resonate with me because my black is cracking. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think she words this. It's so concise and it's so powerful and it's so on point. You know what I mean? What about you, Don? When you hear this quote, what does it make you think about? It makes me think about myself and all the black women I know. But it also makes me think about like the ageism and discrimination that occurs in Hollywood. And... It's a weird process that I notice in Hollywood that women, it's like up until a certain point, you are considered like the young adult. And then all of a sudden you are playing somebody's mom. And in real life, you might only be five years younger than them or older than them. Right. So like there might be only a five year age difference between you and the person who is playing your mom. And so to me, that becomes a fascinating thing because like for me, when I see that, then I question, okay, so at what point do we as black women start looking quote unquote old or quote unquote maternal, right? And so I think what it is, is like, it also becomes a thing of like, our age is just this mystery to folks. Because of this myth that our black don't crack, they don't really know how old we really are. So then what categories do they place us in? Right. Like I think about depending on my wardrobe, if I am dressed pretty casually, you know, I have this one particular hoodie that I love wearing. And whenever I wear it, I tend to look a lot younger. And then also recently I've been rocking braids. And so like I saw a picture, one of my nieces and I took a picture and she's in college and I look at us side by side. And while at first glance, I'm like, shit, like I look almost like a college student, right? At first glance to me. So then I could see how someone may see that and think that I'm a college student. 
And there are moments where I'm like, okay, I'm in the grocery store and I'm buying alcohol. And if I get carded, then I'm like, oh, I still look young enough to be carded. Oh, okay. Like it's a point of pride almost. Right. But then I go back and like you said, like I look at pictures from when I was in college and I'm like, oh, yeah, I see that transformation. I can see where I've aged. And while I feel like I am aging beautifully, I can see the change. I notice the change. And for me, part of what my concern is and we'll, we're going to talk a little bit about this in a minute, is about the science, right? And the health, overall health aspects of it that I think I'm buying into our society of like our society's ideals of beauty. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to have wrinkles right now, right? I'm like, I feel young. So I want to, in some respects, look young, right? I want to look fresh faced, but also recognizing that, yes, science says one thing, but also recognizing that my health, like my, my overall health, what am I putting into my body also has an impact on whether this black is cracking, but we can, we can talk about the science in a moment. I just wanted to say I saw that picture of you and your niece and I literally thought the same thing. I was like, damn, Dom, you looking good. Girl. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I I so noticed that when you sent the picture. And I think about when I change my hair as well, like with head wraps, I feel like people people just respond differently. Like when I went natural and like shaved off my hair when I was in college, I attracted older men that were like more mature, right? But then when I have like my braids or a certain style then younger men would be, you know what I mean, more inclined to like reach out or say something. So it's very interesting. But I think there's also this like pressure because I think about, you know, I would agree. I think that I'm aging well, but I think about the black women that are, that may not be aging well, according to society's standard. And how does that make you feel when you hear black don't crack? You're like, well, God damn it. That's not true for me. I don't know if my jeans, you know what I mean? Like weren't good or what happened, but there's this pressure and it's unrealistic, you know? And so when we think about the science, there's this article by Elizabeth Wellington, and it's called It's Official. Science has proven that black doesn't crack. So I want to read an excerpt from her article just to kind of give us some science and some context for like where we're going in the conversation. So it says black people are not only born with denser bones in our faces, those bones also don't break down as quickly, especially the bone between the eyes and the cheekbones as our Caucasian counterparts. The result, black faces maintain structural support for a longer period of time. So we have younger looking skin for longer, right? And they say that as we get older, black faces, like all faces change, but the bone structure in black people doesn't change at the same rate as in Caucasian faces, which I'm sure many of us has probably seen, you know, we look at social media and people are always comparing. And so, yeah, very interesting data, right? It is very interesting. And the thing that comes up for me as I was looking over that article was what is the difference for those of us, you know, when we think about our genetics and we think about our DNA and our genealogy, what about those of us who have 
Caucasian ancestry, right? How do we know, right? How do we know if our black is going to crack or not? If we also know that we have some Caucasian ancestry, it makes me wonder like, okay, that researcher in me comes out and I'm like, okay, well, who was a part of that sample? Like, how diverse was that sample? Like, did they study black women born on the continent? Right. And did they also look at women who are definitely like biracial in a sense that one parent is black and one parent is of another race that is non-black? Did they look at black women who have some Caucasian ancestry, but not a direct line. Like, so then all these questions come up for me because at that point I'm like, well, I want to know since y'all are saying that black doesn't crack. Like I want to know the extent to which my black might crack. Cause I got a little bit of Caucasian in me. Does that make <laughs> <Okay>. sense? <laughs> but don't we all, I mean, or most of us, not all, but I, I was gonna say, don't most of us, especially if we're African-Americans like in the United States, but no, that's a good point. I, I was rocking with you and I was like, okay, now, nah. but then when you close it out with, well, this is for selfish reasons. Like I want to know, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you brought it all together. Dom, do you want to share that second snippet from the other article before we dive in any deeper? Yeah. So the second article is from an Asian person who says, black don't crack. Asian don't raisin. That's the title of the article. And what this article highlights is that darker skin can show age at a slower rate because it has more melanin, right? So shout out to those of us with all the melanin. That the more melanin you have, the more protection you have against photo aging or skin damage from too much exposure to the sun's rays. And we know that, right? And because I think part of why we know that is also that there's been this push recently that from dermatologists that encouraging black folks to still wear sunscreen. Because we know this piece of the science. We know that the darker your pigment, the more melanin you have, the more protection you have, but it still isn't a hundred percent protection. And so, you know, I think about this piece of the information and then I come back to, okay, well, looking at some of us on the lighter side of melanation, does that mean <laughs> yeah. that we will show signs of aging more quickly than our more melanated counterparts? That is a really good question. I mean, it's funny because I think about, you know, lady, we could all ask ourselves, like, what have we noticed about aging? Right. I know for me, it's funny. I remember my grandmother, we were so close and I remember you know, I've always known her just as my grandmother, right? Like, you know how we have our grandparents or our parents and we're just like, oh, you were just born a grandma and that's who you are to me. Like you didn't have a life before me. She used to like, she had this whole life riding motorcycles and singing and she was just out there doing her thing. And, but for me, I just always saw her as an older woman, my grandmother. 
And I remember as she began to get older and I got older, she would just say certain things about herself and kind of refer back to her youth. And for me, I'm like, well, you're so beautiful to me. Like, this is how I've always known you. But I would look back at pictures like, oh, wow, she's transformed so much over the years. And now as I'm beginning to be aware of my age, right? Because I feel like when you're between the ages of like 20 and 30, it feels like society thinks and promotes that as like the sweet spot, right? Like you're still in, you still got it. You're still hot. That's the hot group that they really want to attract. But once you start to you know, leave that group, then you're very aware of ageism, right? Like I've definitely experienced certain things where I'm like, oh, when I was younger, like a kid, my mom would get a lot of the male attention when we would go out. And then as I got older, I was more of like the teenager and in my early 20s, then it was more directed toward me, right? The male attention. Then I realized when my ass started getting older, I would be out with my little sisters and the guys would be looking at my sisters because they were sort of in that sweet spot as far as age. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is interesting. So when you think about that, and then also society, the pressure, the expectations, the advertisements, all these things, anyone who's in that age group, those are the folks that are usually promoted and they're hot. And that's the image that we get. And I never realized that until I was like leaving that age group. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay. So now I'm in this new age group where it's like, it's different. And that's, I think when I really became aware of like ages and being a thing, even working in tech, Dom, like I would say folks in tech are typically younger, right? Right. Like mm-hmm. a young, yeah. In their 20s. And in their 20s, right? Sometimes even 30s. And I've noticed that, you know, I would have certain colleagues that were older, not old per se, but they were just older than the demographic of most folks. And I mean, I saw the difference in the way people treated them. And even me being married, especially now, like having a child, people started to treat me like that, like older sister or the auntie, right? Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't just like my peer. Cause I, I'm like, I'm not going out drinking with y'all and all that. Cause like I have to go home. I got to cook. I got my family. And so I noticed that shift too. And I was like, oh, damn. So really a lot of times it's other people that are treating us differently yes. that remind us of our age, right? Yes. yes, exactly. And I think too, you know, I think it kind of just also just really goes to how are you taking care of your body, right? Like, what are you doing? mentally, physically, spiritually to take care of yourself. Because I think about what are the things that we need to age gracefully, right? Or to just be healthy in general. And for me, I look to like older folks in my life, right? So I think back to when I first started working, actually, no, I think back to when I was in graduate school and my graduate assistantship and one of the women that I was working with was old enough to be my mom. But just seeing that she was in her 50s and she was still working, like hadn't retired, but not just that so much, but more so like the energy in which she moved, right? Like she didn't carry herself as if she was like what I would perceive as being on the verge of retirement, right? Like she was still really active and wanted to do things on the job, like was this actively engaged. And I think when we think of ageism, I think some of that also has to do with what is our perception of what does it mean to be older? 
All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black Stories, Black Truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the Rich Black Auntie. It was good. Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And what does health contribute to that perception? So I think previously our perception, or at least my perception, was that like, once you hit like 60, you were quote unquote old. And what that meant was that you would look wrinkly and like your skin would be wrinkled and you would move a lot slower and you wouldn't have the energy to really be out and about and doing things in life. Like you were living a retired life of leisure. Now, first of all, like really dumb that's what you think right right i know i know know. right (laughs) and but i but 
I think society kind of fed into me having that perception, right? Oh, yes. That once you cross a certain age, like once you cross 50 or 60, that you're done, right? That that it's time to welcome in the 20-somethings. And I think part of what we have to learn to do is figure out how to take advantage in a good way of the older adults around us. Recognizing that, okay, so if we're working at a company and we have that 20 something coming in, oftentimes folks that have been there for a while are kind of like, you're young, like you don't know anything. I don't want to talk to you. But then we look at the older folks and it's like, aren't you ready to retire yet? Why are you still here? You're set in your ways. You're not open to new ideas. Retire already. When really what would be helpful is for us to kind of step back and say, well, let's talk to the older folks and see what is it that they know? What has been their life experience? Because even though, you know, we can use the phrase times have changed, there's still a wisdom there that they have about basic things in life. Personally, I want to get to that point. I hope that I am blessed to live long enough to where I can like impart that quote unquote old folks wisdom on folks, right? You know, what's funny. I'm so glad you said that, Don, because I feel like me being raised by my grandparents for a great portion of my life, I've one in my friend groups. I've typically been the youngest person just, I think, because I've had to grow up fast. And I would say in some cases I was mature for my age, even though there were definitely times where I wasn't. But (laughs) being around the elders, like I appreciated being with the elders. I used to glean so much wisdom from them. And I feel like there is a disconnect sometimes with the current generation and the elders. And I think sometimes it falls on the current generation, right? Or like the current group of young folks where they don't have an interest. They don't value, you know, the history, the insight. And then sometimes just because you're an elder don't mean you got wisdom. You know what I mean? So I think it goes both ways. But one thing I noticed in aging is that there sometimes is this war between young and old. And I never Mm -hmm. really understood that because I was so up under the elders, like whether it was my mentors, my pastors, my grandparents, I always valued that. But I think now that I've gotten older, I realized that, oh, I can see how there could be some conflict for various reasons, right? Whether right. you think about maybe the elders are, they just a little bummed out that they're not the hot group according to society anymore. Yes. So now they're a little envious or they don't appreciate the wisdom that some of the young people have, right? Yes. I think sometimes the young people don't appreciate the wisdom that the elders have and they don't want to pay their respect or pay homage to what you know, the elders have done to pave the way. So now that I'm kind of in the state, I'm like, oh, I can see why the young and old might have some conflict. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, as you were saying that, what I was thinking about is those exact things, right? That developmentally, it makes sense that, okay, when we get to that stage in life, And when I say that stage in life, I'm meaning like elder stage that you are reflecting back on your life. And like you are like. Reminiscing on what your youth was like, 
for some folks, you're reminiscing and you're like, yeah, I lived a great life. And then for other folks, they're reminiscing and there's like longing or regret and also maybe struggling with accepting the changes that the body is going through. So I think about even for me personally, like I'm in my late thirties and like just adjusting to the ways in which my body has changed from which I was when I was in my twenties. Like my friends and I have had this conversation and I think you and I have had this conversation off air. I can't remember if we've had it on air or not, but just how at 30 things shift in your body. And it just feels like all of a sudden things aren't working like they used to. That, you know, we're not all blessed with knees like Meg the Stallion. So we're dancing and if we drop down low, some of us might not be able to get back up. Or, <laughs> or we're going to be struggling to get back up. Or hurting the next day. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Whereas in your 20s, you could do it real easy. And even if you did hurt yourself, like it just felt like you just bounced right back as if nothing happened. Yes. Like there, like you felt almost invincible at that time. Yes, girl. I remember those times. I'm thinking back to times in college where I, I mean, even staying up late, I feel like nowadays you know, and I'm in my early thirties and it's so funny because I remember when I was younger, 30 seemed old. Oh oh my gosh. Right. Remember those days Mm -hmm. when you were like, Oh, 30 is old, but the closer you get to that age that you think is old, the younger it feels. And I think, I think aging is such a mind fuck because I remember when I think when I turned 30, I was like, Oh damn, it's wild because my essence is still the same as that 17 year old that I remember who was like, Oh, I have these goals and dreams. This is what I want to do. I feel like 17, 18 is when I was like at this very mature age. And like, that's where I really like really found out who I was. And I'm still that same person. I'm still like that goofy person on the inside, but the outside is changing. And I often think about like, what do our grandparents and elders, you know, what do they think about when they look back over their lives and They still feel the same, but they're changed on the outside. So everyone treats them differently, but like they still, okay, not to be gross y'all, but I'm just saying like older people or elders, they still have sex drives. Like they still want to do the things they did when they were younger. And I'm just saying that because I feel like people often think, oh, you're in your seventies or eighties. Oh, they don't be doing it anymore. No, like they're human beings. You know, most of them, at least as far as their sex drive, they still have it. Right. It still exists. Like I think about, I haven't looked at recent data, but the last data that I looked at the rate of sexually transmitted infections running through nursing homes, nursing homes. I saw that high as hell. You're getting it popping. Getting it in like teenagers. Now, granted it may take the male longer to get to an erection. And it may take the woman, she may not be as lubricated, yes. like she's definitely not going to be as lubricated like she was in like her teens and 20s. Right. Oh, but they are still getting it in. Exactly. And it's wild. Down, I often think about that. I'm like, damn, imagine me, my spirit and essence being the same, but you waking up and you being in an 80 year old body like that's a lot to process, right? There's a whole Mm -hmm. processing that comes along with aging, I believe. And so when I think about some of the changes that I've experienced so far, 
So beauty marks and moles run in my family. And I did not have a lot of them when I was younger, but I realized as I age, I, I have a lot on my neck coming yes. out. And like my face, I remember my, yeah. my, my Nana, she had big moles on the side, like where her edges are on the side of her temples. And they were huge. And the thing about it is I'm working on loving these new things about myself because even though I see them on other people and like, I love my grandmother. I saw them on my grandmother. I saw them on my Nana and my mom. And I thought they were beautiful because it was part of them. This is not part. I mean, this wasn't part of me. So I'm like, this is some new shit that I that I'm coping with. Where I'm like, wait, I'm trying to get my skin clear, and now I have all of these beauty marks and moles that are coming out. And I know you might be listening, lady, and you're like, oh, it's beautiful. It's. I'm not saying that it's not beautiful. It's new for me, and it's something that I'm adjusting to because it's not the Terry that I was accustomed to growing up. And it's a sign of aging. But I'm like, okay, it's happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. As you were talking, as soon as you said that, I was like, yes, I know exactly your experience because I started getting the skin tags. And then I was like, so recently I went to the dermatologist because I was like, well, let's just find out. Like, I just want to know. And because I noticed I was starting to like have the skin tags along my collarbone and notice moles popping up new moles because as a like I've had moles as a kid but I also know so like my skin keloids and that's a whole nother conversation but I noticed I had more moles popping up in other like just on my arms along my hairline and I was like I don't know about this like I know that skin tags run in the family but so I went to the dermatologist because I was like I'm not going to wait. I, I need to know like, okay. if this is something that I need to just like, if it's something that I need to learn to accept and love about myself, or is this something that we need to get treated? Seriously, Dom, thank you for your honesty. What did your dermatologist say? Dermatologist said, boo, you fine. I mean, he didn't use those words, but essentially that's what he said. My <laughs> takeaway take from what he told me was, boo, you good. Learn to love yourself. And so, but I needed that reassurance that, I noticed the changes. And so I was like, let me let me just get clarification to make sure that these changes are normal, that this is okay." And so now I'm just like, oh, hey, there new mole on my wrist. I didn't see you there before. And, you know, and and I will say my shout out to my dermatologist because he did pull out this chart and gave me a full lesson. I don't remember all the terms. I'm horrible at remembering this stuff. But he did pull out a chart. And gave me a full lesson on what the moles look like that are non-cancerous and what I should look for if thing if something could potentially be cancerous. So I'm like, okay, I can walk away from this knowing we'll just learn to love them moles that are popping up, learn to love them skin tags. Yes, girl. It's it's definitely a process, especially when it's new. It's like if I were, you know, if you, there are certain things that I was just born with and I'm like, okay, cool. Like I've accepted this part of myself, but when it's new and it pops up, you're like, this is not part of my identity. Where, where is this coming from? You know, it, yeah. it, it, it is a process and it can be for folks. And I appreciate us having this conversation. I appreciate your transparency and honesty, Dom, because I think sometimes, you know, we, we, some people may struggle with this stuff in silence. And I think it's important to know, like, it's okay if it's a, it's an adjustment for you to to cope with what's happening to your body as you age, because we have these crazy standards in society for us. And I mean, you look on social media, I'm still, I still have adult acne. And then with being pregnant, I still have freaking 
bumps and all this stuff. And I'm just, you go on social media and I'm like, how the fuck do these people have clear skin? Like, you know, when I was like 15, my skin was like baby, baby butt smooth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do they still have this clear skin at this age? What's happening? And so I think it's, it's important for us to normalize this. I will say, I noticed if y'all go to Beyonce page, Beyonce has some moles on her neck and her chest. Mm-hmm. I don't think she, you know, she has some of that stuff, th- that stuff in her jeans that we have. And so seeing her post that and not edit her moles out, that was really encouraging for me to see like, oh damn, someone who looks like us, who's there, who is showcasing, you know, these beauty marks from yeah. our, our, you know, her lineage and our lineage. So I think that is really an important conversation that we need to definitely keep on having. I will say when we talked a little bit about this sort of black don't crack as a guise of black empowerment. And one thing I do want to state that we didn't state before is that I think sometimes because our community has been through so much and because sometimes it's hard for us to grasp onto something like that we own and that we can take pride in because of how we're constantly portrayed in media and how there are so many injustices. Sometimes something as simple as black don't crack makes us feel like we have something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think that, I don't know if I'll continue to use it. Maybe I will. I kind of do still like it, but I think that my relationship with the idea of black don't crack is evolving, you know, because of the conversation that we're having. And there are two questions that I just want to pose for us as we transition into the conversation. What is old, right? Like what is old? Because like I said before, many of us thought 30 was old when we were younger. And then when we got into our, when we were like 25, we were like, stop 30 now. Oh, I'm about to be 20. I'm about to be 30 in five years. Right. And then why is aging gracefully so important and such a high value? There are some superficial things about me. Like I, I, I do value aging gracefully. You know what I mean? And I, and I want to love myself and move through this process of aging in a way that can empower other people. But I guess we have to ask ourselves too, like, why is it important? Right. And are we going to let society win with the messages that they share with us? You know, so these are all just questions that I think we should ask ourselves as we explore this conversation. Yeah, I think those are important questions to ask ourselves because I think the thing that we want to keep in mind is something that you say often is what is your why, Mm. right? Like what is your purpose? And so what is your why for wanting to age gracefully? You know, what is the reason that you are set on this particular age means I'm old. And, you know, for me, I think about like, I admitted earlier that like, you know, at one point I thought 50 and 60 was old and I had a perception of what that looked like. Right. And for me, I'm not ready to fully let go of black don't crack. But like you said, I'm, I'm ready to change my relationship with black don't crack. I want to focus on being healthy overall. And however that shows up is how it's going to manifest in my body. Right. And what I can see when I look at older adults in my family, if I think about what are their habits, what what are their healthy habits, what are their unhealthy habits and how those habits are impacting how they're aging. And so. I make it a priority to think about how I can be as healthy as possible. Now, you know, 
lady, if you checked out our Instagram story when we did a day in the life of Dr. Dom, you know that some days I am rocking a salad and some days I'm like, where that pizza at? Like, give me that pizza. And I might have like three or four slices, like, you know, so it's not a hundred percent, but I am conscious about like what I am putting into my body, like from a food sense, from what I take in, in engaging with other people, what I take in on social media, like I'm conscious of that because I want to be healthy. I want to try and prevent some of the diseases that continue to plague our community. If there's anything that I can control, because I also recognize that there are things outside of my control, but if there are things that I can control in how I age, then I want to have some control over that and make healthy choices. Dom, I agree with what you said wholeheartedly. And I think that I would say the same for myself. My goal is just to love myself at every stage of this evolution journey. And I want to look my best and feel my best throughout, like you said, being healthy and all that. There's a question I want to ask you, but I think it might be more appropriate for the after show. So lady, visit our website, herspacepodcast.com. Click on Patreon up in the tabs at the top and you can get access to our after show. Okay. Cause the show's done now, but we're going to go process what we just had a conversation about. So we hope you decide to join us. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit cultivatingherspace.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website, cultivatingherspace.com, and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am aligned with my inevitable outcome. We'll see you next week, lady. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.